Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. You could say that this is Shannon McNamara hosting it, or that's right, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm dressed like Pamela Anderson, okay? We're gonna be talking about Pamela Anderson today and Julian Assange, but here's the thing. Her documentary is out, her memoir is out. She's doing all of these interviews, all of this press, and there is a phenomenon, at least for me, after you watch about 40 minutes of Pamela Anderson, you just go, I gotta try that hairstyle on. Now, it's actually, it's actually from far away, it's not that bad, you just kind of pile everything up there. Don't zoom in, <laughs> just don't zoom in and it's fine. Now, there is a lot, a lot, lot, lot of Pamela Anderson content right now. We have the Pam and Tommy docu-series that obviously they did not sign off on, they did not like. We have Pamela telling her story in her own lens, and now we have the blind items, which is the third aspect of this triangle here. And we have a few on Pamela Anderson, but the main thing I wanna talk about today is what I personally find most fascinating, and that is her relationship with Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks. Is it a friendship? Is it a relationship? We're gonna dive all into this. I'm just like so fascinated by these two individuals, the blind items on there, and also what they both say about each other. Now, you know me, I also do just like dirty <laughs> blind items because I like a little bit of gossip. So I'm gonna share two blind items before we get into the relationship of her and Julian. This first one. This foreign-born, former A-list syndicated actress once hooked up with this one named female permanent A-list singer, and that is people thinking that allegedly Pamela Anderson and Madonna hooked up. I could see that happening. Let me know what you think. And then this is a blind item that says, this foreign-born, former A-list syndicated actress who doesn't do much any longer once recorded herself having sex with this A-plus list mostly movie actor who also directs and has really bad taste in tattoos. The actor wouldn't let her sell it. I do wonder if she still has a copy. Take a guess, that is Pamela Anderson and Ben Affleck or at least somebody else who has really bad tattoos. <laughs> so what is there to say about Pamela Anderson? The more research I did on this woman, the more impressed with her I was. And I really do think sometimes you like someone just because of their voice. And she has such a, such a, I don't know how I would describe it, such like a youthful, cheery, always optimistic, very bright cadence voice when she's speaking. Even if she's battling with the heinous woman on The View, we're gonna get to that clip when we talk about Julian Assange. Something else that I found really dazzling about her, not just the fact that she has all of this fame and notoriety and power, and she really puts it to good use with causes for the environment, for the animals. You know, I was vegan for three years. I, I'm like 90% vegan. And I just think it's so powerful when people actually do shit like that. You know what she hasn't been doing, at least that I've seen? Starting some bullshit makeup line to like make a quick buck that she doesn't even care about. So good for you, Pamela Anderson. I also watched her Comedy Central roast. It's my belief that every single celebrity, I think, they should have a Comedy Central roast. It's so funny. And Courtney Love was on there. I'm just gonna put in Courtney Love's part. Not as many people laughed at this as I thought they should. Here was her bit. Me and Pam both have really wild reputations. As a matter of fact, last week I was handcuffed. I was maced. I was locked in a cell. I was sodomized without a condom. And just my luck, I lost the guy's number. <laughs> And you, you can really tell too, I think, this is another reason why I don't like Tom Hanks, if the celebrity can laugh at themselves and if they take a roast in good faith, I just kind of feel like that's a little life hack to, you know, seeing if they're good of character or not. 
So let's talk with Pamela Anderson and Julian Assange. And let's first talk um, about how they met. And she'll kind of explain it in her words here. Anderson recently started a friendship with WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and visits him regularly at the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he's been living in asylum since 2012. Let's talk about Julian. <laughs> How on earth did that happen? <laughs> I met Julian through Vivian Westwood. The fashion um, designer. Yes, the fashion designer. At the Ecuadorian embassy? Yes, at the Ecuadorian embassy. And I just wanted him to tell me how to be more effective as an activist. How could I improve my um, foundation? What does he think? Could we brainstorm about something? Is it a nice place? Is he living well? I mean, what's the... No. Set the scene for me. He lives in a very tiny space, smaller than here. He never sees the sunlight. He doesn't know out... He can't get outdoors. He doesn't go near the windows, really, unless he goes out in that little balcony once every few years. He's so funny, and he's, he's very kind, and he's very smart. He's brilliant. And we talk about everything. I'm there for four hours at a time, and I see him all the time. So I find that really interesting that they met through Vivian Westwood. And it really is, there are some people in this universe that have connections. And you just kind of think of it as like celebrity Mad Libs. Like who the hell would have thought that Baywatch Pamela Anderson would have this incredible friendship with Julian Assange, founder of WikiLeaks. And this also, I had to do a little bit of a deep dive into Julian Assange. I only knew vastly of WikiLeaks. I knew a little bit about um, the Hillary Clinton emails that were leaked. I knew a little bit about the Panama Papers. I knew that he was in hiding somewhere and people wanted his ass in jail. There's a lot about him. I don't think I could cover it all in this video, but just know that people on the left hate him and then people on the right hate him. And then some people out there consider him a hero um, who's kind of carrying this torch of freedom of speech. I, I personally would kind of put him in that category for the little that I've known about him. But you know me, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart. So anytime government secrets or misdoings or war crimes are being revealed, I'm kind of on the side of that shit shouldn't be happening. So it's good to get exposed. Now, I have shouted out before 60 Minutes Australia. They're always covering every single topic that I'm a fan of. And in this interview, which by the way, for free, she shows her feet on the interview for free. She talks a little bit more about her relationship friendship 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 once we get into the blind items it's a relationship but for now her friendship with Julian Assange when did you first meet up with Julian Assange I wanted to meet him because I wanted to ask him how to be a more effective activist and of course I was fascinated with him and think he's one of the most important people in the world and really yes Julian has done so much he's exposed war crimes he is against war and Julian I mean Australia should be so proud of him he's so fantastic how many times have you been to the embassy a lot. I've been there a lot. Every time I'm in London, I visit him, but I haven't been able to see him for months. And so I'm sure he misses my vegan hamburgers. <laughs> and it's funny because in different interviews, she is asked straight up, you know, every time you're visiting Julian Assange, where he is in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, basically, and there's one room that he had been in for, I think, like 11 years, and she'll go visit him. What are you guys doing in that room? Why do you visit him so many times? Are you guys just friends? And every time she's asked about this, check out when she's asked again, she doesn't really deny if it's romantic. He must be so happy to see you. <laughs> he is happy to see me when I come. He's very sad when I leave. Is it, is it romantic? I, I wouldn't say it's romantic. I wouldn't say it's romantic. But it's, we're well, very close. hedging there. There's hedging. <laughs> well, it's, we're very close. We're very close. He's really... Um, an important person to me. 
And I can't help but notice in this clip too, where she basically says, can one man do it all? Because it's almost a direct reference to a line in her memoir where she talks about staying with her aunt, her cool aunt, and how her aunt taught her growing up that you need to have one man for emotional support and one man for sex and one man for presence and not one man can do it all. So don't expect to get everything from one man. And it's really funny to hear her repeat this, these words from her aunt that she heard growing up in reference to Julian Assange. And I have to wonder, what is he giving her? Is it the sex? Is it the presence? Or is it the government documents? You're just friends, right? There's no... People speculate what's about you being romantically entangled, but you're not. Isn't friend. it funny? I, everywhere I go, I'm a romantic adventure. I have a very interesting <laughs> life. No, I'm. I'm. What's the best romance? Lots of interesting men. But you and Julian are just friends. You're not. There's no romance. Well, we're friendly. Yes. Yes. Oh, very right. friendly. Well, I, I love Julian. He's, he's, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He's he's uh, very brave, and, and there's nothing sexier than courage. So it is a romance. It's. I wouldn't call it a romance. I have romance in my life. Can one man do it all? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you want for conversation, one, one well, to be a lover. Good. I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Since you answered that question in a way I wasn't expecting, are you, are you in love with him? In love with Julian? Yes. I love him. No, I, I, I have a romantic him. partner. It's big. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm such a pervert. Okay, sorry. When I meant big, I meant his power and his influence and... Uh, um, all of the government documents that he has or something. Now, not only is she a friend of Julian Assange, self-proclaimed, but she's also his defender. Check out this crazy clip from The View. I do not like The View. Is there anyone that likes The View? Can we just be honest here? Does anybody watch The View and does anybody like The View? I feel like people only talk about it when they're bad-mouthing it and the few clips that I've seen are just not... I don't know, great representations. So this is when she starts to fight with Meghan McCain and others on The View. Not fight. They really come at her with fighting words and a fighting tone. And she very um, prettily, I guess, in a very pretty way, kind of explains herself. When you were visiting him, he was allegedly kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy because he was defecating everywhere and creating messes. No, well, that's a smear campaign. And they that's not true. There was video of, of things that happened. I, I mean, I don't know. What would you do if you were locked in a room for, just for really quick. six years? Uh, and this, this is just me. This is Shannon interjecting. Smear campaign because <laughs> it's poop, right? I, I guess things were too heated and they didn't make a joke. But if I was at that table, I would have made some sort of poop joke. Okay, we're going to go back in. Well, I wouldn't be a cyber terrorist, which he is. He's he hacked information. He he's leaks hack. included classified documents that put our national security at risk, our military, you know who and the lives of spies and diplomats is, is at the risk. Military. How many people have the, military, the American so government killed innocently? And how many has WikiLeaks So killed? you think the military is putting the government at risk? The military has put many innocent lives at risk. Oh, calm down, sir. Uh, they, he, that Assange interfered in the 2016 election by conspiring with Russia yeah. to, uh, by releasing hack, uh, ha emails, hacked emails, right. uh, which hurt Hillary Clinton. It's almost like, is he responsible for giving us Trump? I mean, his yeah, timing and the way well, the timing, he... The timing, but, you know, Hillary Clinton is responsible for Trump. 
She's well, the one that she timing, because though. Why, is yeah, he but it's true information. Is he a Trump No, no, no. I was with him. A lot of people think he is. Why would he help Trump? Well, he wasn't helping Trump. He was trying to tell the American people true information that Hillary Clinton was doing so they could make an educated choice. And I think FBI kind of put the nail in that coffin. But do you mean to tell me that he had nothing on Trump? Come on. And that didn't get released. I don't know. I don't know. If he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there. And also, that when he had to release her emails. I mean, the question I have though is like, what would you say? All right, so that is what we have so far of the facts of Pamela Anderson and Julian Assange. And now we're going to get a little bit into the actual blind items, because even with just the pure facts, I feel like anybody watching this could say they've definitely, at the very least, kissed and also had sex. But now we're going to get into the blind items. All right, this is the first one. One of the people who chose to not get involved in a lawsuit about the invasion of her privacy is this foreign-born former A-list celebrity who got naked quite often. She was aware that for several years, this federal security agency circulated two sex recordings of her that they were able to get from her cloud while she was visiting with this whistleblower. She reached a private settlement with the government two years ago. So that's basically alleging that the CIA got some shit on Pamela Anderson's iCloud or whatever because she was visiting with Julian Assange. We have another blind item here. It says, according to the foreign-born former syndicated actress, another attempt was made this week on the life of this foreign-born whistleblower. And there are tons of conspiracy theories out there about the CIA assassinating or attempting to assassinate Julian Assange. It's a whole, you know what? And you know that I love conspiracy theories, but sometimes when they get so political, I just feel a little bit stupid, to be honest. Uh, so I, I feel weird talking about this because I have just kind of covered the bases in the past three days with lots of research of who Julian Assange is. And now I'm just getting to the part of WikiLeaks that has to do with Afghanistan. So I don't know much about the CIA attempting to assassinate him. I just know it's something I've seen on the forums. All right, it says, it turns out that the husband of the former A-list syndicated actress didn't like it very much that the actress and the jailed journalist were talking all the time again. So a divorce. And that is about Pamela Anderson's fifth marriage ending, allegedly because of her relationship with Julian Assange, which has to be crazy. Imagine being stuck in the same room for like nine years and being able to like cause a divorce or something. We have a blind item that digs a little bit more into this idea of an attempt on Julian Assange's life being made. It continues, if you believe this foreign-born former A-list syndicated actress who was in contact again with the imprisoned journalist, she was told an attempt was made on his life two weeks ago by poisoning his food. And I know that's kind of a tiny blind item, but I'm very interested in this idea of how the hell do you assassinate someone? Now, I've seen Killing Eve, so the only way I know of is by getting a beautiful lesbian woman to slit their throat while she's wearing designer clothes. But I have to imagine that's not the only way to assassinate someone. Poisoning his food. Very interesting. I mean, this is all alleged, but still. Now, this is a little bit of an interesting one. I have listened to some interviews of Julian Assange, and I know that they work a lot in Bitcoin, or I think a lot of the funding for Wikilinks is in Bitcoin. I just know that there's something going on there. They've talked about it. This blind item says, this foreign-born accused rapist, that's another, we'll get to that after, 
This foreign-born accused rapist who is loved and supported by this foreign-born former A-list actress was the mastermind-slash-beneficiary of the disappearance of $300 million in Bitcoin two years ago. So once again, if I thought that I was a little bit um, slow on the learning curve when it comes to WikiLeaks, you better believe I don't know jack shit about Bitcoin. But anyone who does, if you want to look into it disappearing and Julian Assange, this blind item says that might be a little bit of a hot tip. Now, let's get to the rape allegations. So Julian Assange had two, I believe, rape accusations against him from two women in Sweden. I think he was there giving a talk. And after he left, the charges were brought against him. And Pamela Anderson, I found this confusing and disappointing, basically said that it was part of a similar smear campaign and that it wasn't true. And she read the documents. And this was a direct quote. She said that there was no evidence of rape. And I didn't like how she said that because in this day and age, I always take the side of I am going to, if you don't know on either side, I'm going to take the side of the person who accused Obviously, there are instances of people falsely accusing those statistics. Those instances are very, very rare. And I do find it really disappointing that Pamela Anderson said specifically there wasn't evidence of rape. Because if we know anything about all of these instances, it is so incredibly hard to have court-substantiated evidence and proof of a sexual assault and that's why so many people don't report because even sometimes when you do have actual evidence it's really hard to be able to seek and find justice and I know that Pamela Anderson has had her own experience uh, with sexual assault and abuse and I just find that really disappointing that she would say that so once again I'm, I'm very new I'm at the tip of the Julian Assange iceberg but those are just my thoughts on it now, this last blind item, it is a freaking doozy. And I'm just going to say up front that I don't know if I believe this one, but it's long and we're going to get into it. Okay, here we go. It's called Traitor. At some point, she turned. What I find absolutely fascinating about all this is that she knew what was going to happen in the world and that she probably wouldn't get paid for a long time for what she did. Literally six weeks prior to the world shutting down, COVID, she takes care of her business. She had debts and found a guy to sleep with who paid them all off. For nearly a decade, this foreign-born actress slash celebrity, Pamela Anderson, was the go-between. She was the one who passed messages and codes and believed in him, Julian Assange, when no one else really did. She slept with him and assumed that she was the only one doing so. Of course, she was wrong about that. He used her, much the same way he used many of the women in his life. She would start seeing a new man, and then he would cut her off, and she would be so desperate for his attention or love that she would dump the guy and fly across the world to see him for an hour or two each day she was there. She was a 5,000-mile booty call. At some point, she began to realize it. It was at that point that she was approached by a man from a government agency who wanted some help. In return for making some very heavy-duty tax problems go away— she would tell them everything she knew about Julian Assange and also be willing to set him up. To do this, of course, she would need to be closer. No problem, the government man said, and the next thing she knew, she was living with a man overseas and pretending to be a very lovely couple. This went on for the entirety of the time that she was working directly for the government to try and arrange a way for the man to be killed or kidnapped. When it became obvious that the friend no longer wanted to see her, there was no more use for her. 
So she had a very public breakup and stormed back home. So that long blind item, if you want the little TLDR, she would hook up with Julian Assange, but she needed some tax problems to go away. So she worked with the government. They don't say which one. I know that a lot of governments are after him and would basically tell his secrets to the government to make the tax issues go away. And then once he didn't want to see her anymore, she said, okay, I'm going to go back home. Do I think it's true? No. But would I love to see it turned into a little HBO series? Yes. I think it has a little bit of everything. I think it's got the looks. I think it's got the boobs. It's got the sex. It's got the government. It's got, um, I don't know, what else? Drugs. We'll put some drugs in there. A little bit of everything. So that is basically a little bit of the peek behind the curtain of Pamela Anderson and Julian Assange. Which I have to say, too, I would watch that as a series. And everybody, fuck the stupid uh, series with Tommy Lee, Pam, and Tommy that they didn't even like or sign off on. This is what they should have done instead. Damn it. And let's see if anything continues to happen with the two of them. Because she has very vocally been his friend. And all of the many times that she's gone to visit him, which I'm going to throw some of them up on the screen here. It's just so, how do I put it? There's something so intriguing to me about this idea of a classic Hollywood beauty, this playboy model who's going and taking vegan cheeseburgers to visit this guy who's quarantined in a room because he's leaking government secrets. I can't really put my tongue on the tip of it, but it's just a very intriguing thought. And once again, sell the rights, sell the rights, and let's turn this into something that we can all watch. So there you have it. Uh, Pamela Anderson and Julian Assange. Let me know what you think about the two of them. And if you want any more Fluently Forward, we're always over patreon.com slash fluently forward. We did an episode last Friday on the idea of uh, the ugly sister versus the hot sister. Just this idea of Bella Hadid versus Gigi Hadid and Kylie Jenner versus Kendall Jenner and how these narratives spin up and how it impacts the people that it affects. And on Friday, we are going to be doing an episode all about the blind items and the gossips and the rumors of what happened at the Grammys in 2023. So if you want to catch that, come and hang out with us. And otherwise, I'm going to change out of this and put my pajamas on because it's actually freezing in here. The heat did not come on at all today yet, so I'm covered in goosebumps. But thank you for hanging out with me, and I will see you next week for another mini episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.